Welcome to the Crowd Church Podcast. We are an online church and you are listening to the service that we also live stream on YouTube and Facebook. For more information about Crowd Church, please visit our website at www.crowd.church. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Crowd Church. My name's Matt and beside me is the beautiful Anna. Anna, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Matt. Yeah, I'm well. Yeah, good. Good. Welcome uh, to uh, Crowd Church. Uh, we are an online church. For those that might not see the point of church, uh, for those who are looking for answers to live a meaningful life, uh, and basically for everyone who just wants to sort of do Remembrance Sunday today. So you're welcome here, uh, wherever you are on your faith journey. Uh, it's good to see you. It's good that you're here. So uh, brilliant. Anna, what is coming up today? Do you know? Have I told you? Yes, you have told me. <laughs> have you remembered? Have I remembered? That's another question, isn't it? <laughs> So today we have got um, we've got a um, short talk than normal, and we're going to spend a bit of time um, observing and remembering for Remembrance Sunday. It's going to have a bit of time of reflection as well as usual talk, and then we've also got some worship coming up later and Conversation Street. And um, does that cover it, Matt? Yeah, good. That'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll work. Good. Well done. <laughs> And because today is Remembrance Sunday, we are going to add a few little, a few little things in uh, as well. Um, and so, yes, uh, a warm welcome to you. That is exactly what's coming up on the screen. I'm just going to go back to actually my other. Where's my button? There it is. Uh, why does that not come up? Hang on. There we go. Let's try that. There you go. I forgot to mention. If you want to reach us uh, and connect with us, you can find us on the web at crowd.church, www.crowd.church. You can also reach us via the WhatsApp number, which is also on your screen, which I know many of you have done in the last few weeks. We've had all kinds of conversations. So if I've been talking to you on WhatsApp, it's great to see you. Great that you're here. Really, really pleased. And I've enjoyed our conversations, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, you can reach out to us on that number. Uh, and one of the things people do connect with us about is prayer. So um, a lot of people call in and say, listen, can you pray for such and such? And most of them don't even go to church. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We just like to pray. So just let us know what's going on and we would love to connect with you. I think that's fair enough, isn't it, Anna? I think that's right. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to pray for you. If there's anything you want prayer for, just let us know. Have a go. Have a go. See what happens. So um, we are live streaming from Liverpool. Well, I'm in, you're in Liverpool as well, actually. I was going to say, we're, we're both in Liverpool uh, as yep. we as we are live streaming this. So wherever you are in the world, a big warm welcome to you. It is now dark outside. I mean, dark. Uh, and so <laughs> it's night now, isn't it? Does the clock going back thing mess you up, Anna? Or, or are you OK with it? Yeah, I, honestly, I hate it. I, do, I hate that feeling of like getting up and it still feels like the middle of the night. And then mm -hmm. I pick my little boy up from school at like half three or four o'clock and it's getting dark. And it's just, yeah. it just doesn't make, it doesn't make me want to do stuff. You know, like I just want to hibernate and watch TV and stay indoors after like, after it is dark. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It, it doesn't bring the best out of, in me in terms of socialness and that kind of thing. Yeah. What about you? Wasn't. 
Oh, I'm not a fan. I have to say, I'm not a fan. I just no. want the clocks just to start. It, and, and, and to be fair, it's not the hour going back and forth. It's just the annoyance of having to change the clocks that aren't smart clocks, you know, <laughs> like the one on the oven, which you still have to manually change. Um, you oh, know, yeah, it's, so it's... annoying. Why can't everything be like an iPhone, hey, and just like wait just sure at the right time? Yeah. Just do it. Just just do it. Uh, if only everything well, was. I have, is... to say, I have to say, today was a beautiful day, though, because I the thing I hate about this time of year is it's so dark, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But like today was actually a really beautiful, bright day, so can't it was too much. The sun was shining and it was warm. It at was least here in Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> let us know what it's like where you are. Yeah. That one day of the year where it was warm in Liverpool. Exactly. Uh, no grey sky, it was blue. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So today is Remembrance Sunday, where we remember those who have fought, who have lost their lives and who have fallen over the years, uh, whether in the armed services. For a lot of people, it's a time to remember loved ones who have passed. Uh, and we're going to get into your questions, thoughts and comments in Conversation Street in just a little bit. But we are going to uh, have a talk first. We have been doing a series. If this is your first time with us, welcome. But we have been doing a series called What Does the Bible Say About? And we've been asking questions like what does the Bible say about science? What does the Bible say about anxiety? Uh, all these kind of cool questions and just digging in, you know, really interesting questions that have relevance for us today. And is there anything that the Bible tells us about it? Well, that theme is going to be carrying on today. We're going to get into what does the Bible say about Remembrance Sunday? It's a really interesting question. Is there anything in the Bible? Well, we're going to get into that. We're going to do this talk now and then Anna and I will be back in just a little while. So here we go with today's talk. What does the Bible say about Remembrance Sunday? Or perhaps a bigger question is to say, what does the Bible say about days like today? You know, the days where we do remember events and people, such as those that have fallen or those that have sacrificed, those that have given their lives. We could take it even further, I guess, and ask, what does the Bible say about war? Is it just? Is it righteous? And why does God not intervene and stop war if he's a God of peace? There are so many questions, a rabbit trail of questions that we could easily end up on. But for today, regardless of what I personally think about war itself, I can't argue with the fact that countless men and women throughout history including my own family members, have paid incredibly high prices so that I can enjoy the freedoms that I currently have. My great-great-grandfather, for example, 
Dennis, who is uh, Sharon's grandfather, was evacuated at Dunkirk and had an incredible story about that. So should we intentionally remember such things? Well, it kind of, to me, feels right to do so. But is there more than just this feeling? What does the Bible say about it? And there's this really interesting story, actually, in Jesus's ministry that I just want to touch on. It's in uh, one of the Gospels with a lady called Mary Magdalene. Now, Mary had a sister called Martha and she had a brother called Lazarus. And they were all good friends with Jesus and the disciples. And one day they're having a meal at Lazarus's house in honour of Jesus, which seems like a pretty good reason to have a meal to me, right? And during that meal, something rather interesting happens. Mary breaks open an expensive bottle of perfume and she anoints Jesus's feet with it. Now, this may seem a little bit odd, given that we don't do this that much here, uh, even in Liverpool, right? Or in the West. We just don't. You don't go to somebody's house to eat. Uh, and then when the host comes, you rub perfume on their feet with your hair. It would be a little bit unusual, that's for sure, especially if that perfume was worth around 25 grand. But that's what Mary did with Jesus. So it's an unusual story. And so without getting into all the finer points of it, because it is quite a remarkable story, there is one point that I do want to draw out. And it's to do with what Jesus said to Mary and her family and all the disciples who were there when she'd done this. Okay, so she'd done this act. And here's what Jesus said to her. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached, in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. What this woman, Mary, did will be told as a memorial to her. In other words, it will be remembered. It will be remembered throughout the whole world. This is what Jesus, the Son of God himself, decreed, that we should remember the act of this brave but humble, ordinary woman from Bethany. So it seems that there are times that, and uh, that there are acts done by ordinary people that we should remember. We should make time for them like we do today. And it's not just Mary's anointing of Jesus's feet we should remember. There's a really interesting verse in John's gospel that is often quoted at times like this. And it's Jesus who's talking and he says this. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. There is no greater love. That's really interesting, isn't it? Those that give their lives for others is an act of love. And the greatest act of love is to lay down your life for somebody. That's quite an interesting statement, I think, that Jesus makes. You know, we might call it heroic when you lay down your life. We can we maybe call it a sacrifice like we do today. But ultimately, according to Jesus, it's an act of love. How do you know you love someone? You'd give your life for them. If you're a parent, you will know that feeling well, especially when your kids are young and have so much of life to live. 
But what may surprise you about this verse is the context of it. So if we look at the context of what Jesus is actually talking about here, is he talking about the brave men and women that give up their lives? Because that's how we've often interpreted it. But what Jesus is actually talking about is himself. He's talking about the death. Uh, so he's talking about his own death. And Christians celebrate this, right? Which at first glance, well, that just may seem a little bit odd. But it's all about his sacrifice. And there's a day coming where we will breathe our last breath on this planet. Sorry to report it, but it is a truth. You can't escape it, right? Even if we don't think about it, you still can't escape it. I don't know when that will be. You don't know when your last day will be. And sure, we can hypothesize all day long about it. We can look after our health. We can try and extend our lives. And these are all good things. But really, we just don't know. Sometimes we get to choose, right? We get to choose how we live. And sometimes we get to choose how we die. And that is what Jesus is talking about. According to the Bible, there is more than one type of death we face. Yes, we die physically, but the Bible talks a lot about spiritual death too. And that spiritual death is what happens when we're cut off from God. Okay, so Jesus in a few chapters talks about it like this. He says, imagine a branch on a tree and that branch is cut off from the tree. Okay, there is still some life in that branch. Leaves can still grow on it, but it is ultimately cut off from the source of life. And so it will eventually die. There are two deaths for this branch. The moment it's cut off from the tree and the day it withers and dies. And humanity is a lot like that. There are two deaths that we have to face. There is a spiritual death, which is a separation from the tree of life, which is God himself, Jesus, our source of life. But then there's also the physical death that we face. So when Jesus talks about laying down his life, he dies, but he dies both physically and spiritually. And here's the thing about this verse, right? Jesus is talking about laying down his life as a supreme act of love. And this is something that he does for his friends. OK, this is what he says. You are my friends if you do what I command. That's quite an astounding statement, right? What happened through the death of Christ was he died so that I wouldn't have to, so that you wouldn't have to, right? Not physically, but spiritually. He, in effect, lifts up the branch and grafts it back into the tree of life. We reconnect with the source of life. And in so doing, Jesus calls us friends. And that's why Christians celebrate it. And although it may seem odd, it is a remarkable thing that is just life changing. The consequence of Jesus dying was that I could find life again. And the consequence of all those men and women who gave themselves in times of conflict is that I get to live in relative freedom and peace. There is a consequence to, the, to their love, to the gift of their life. 
And that's amazing, both from the Christian narrative about Christ, but also from the people that fought for us. The Bible has a lot to say about remembering this kind of act. If I'm honest, surprisingly so how much it does have to say. In Proverbs, it says that the memory of the righteous is blessed. The memory of those that gave their lives is blessed. They live righteous. Sorry, those that live righteously, their memory is blessed. And it's good to remember that. It's really good to remember that. In Deuteronomy, it says, remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you. Your elders and they will tell you. Remember the days of old. Consider them. Consider and think about what it was like and what it is like now. One of your roles as you get older, like me, you know, we, it, it catches up with the best of us, is to make sure that we tell the generations before what it was actually like. The good and the bad, the lessons that we have learned, the good things that we've discovered and the dark days that we experienced. Solomon said this, if a man lives many years and rejoices in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness. And we do this because the lessons from history are powerful. So yes, Remembrance Day is a good thing. And in fact, if you are a Christian, you'll find this idea of remembrance all over scripture. It's not like you've forgotten things. It's not like you've forgotten where your keys are, for example, and you're trying to desperately remember. No, no, no. Remembrance is a deliberate act. It is something that you intentionally do. This is what's supposed to happen when you see a rainbow, for example. The Bible tells us the rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. You see the rainbow and you remember the covenant that you have with God. But it's not just when you see the rainbow, but this act of remembrance actually happens every week. The Bible tells us to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. We're to remember that, to remind ourselves about the Sabbath to actually take a day of rest every week, to unplug, to unwind. And we remember it, which means we have to do it, right? Don't just think about it. We've got to get involved with it. So remembrance is a good thing. And I think it's a godly thing too. We should remember the key events of life. That's why I love to celebrate birthdays and my wedding anniversary, for example. It's why I love to get together with old friends and tell some of the stories from when we were younger. We feel something when we do that. And I think that's a really godly thing. Now in this life, we may be called to lay down our life for others like millions over the years have done. Churchill said, never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. It's true, right? There are so many acts of heroism committed by people I have never met and never known. And today I remember them and I'm grateful. But also in this life, 
It's probably likely that you won't have to lay down your life if you live in places like I live. But as we discovered with Mary pouring perfume over Jesus's feet, there are opportunities for us to do something that is memorable, that does make a difference, and that will be remembered. And it isn't just me that sort of thinks like this too. The Apostle Paul, Saint Paul, he wrote the following. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Paul would often remember those important to him. And in so doing, he would pray and thank God for them. So I think that's what we should do. I think we should follow that pattern and do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a timer up on the screen and observe uh, from the live stream here a two minutes silence. And as we do, why don't you remember and thank God for those Marys in our lives that have done things that the rest of the world doesn't see, but's had a big impact on us. Let's remember and thank God as for our loved ones that we have lost along the way. Let's remember and thank God for the service of those known and unknown who have fought for us so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we now have. And as Christians, let's also remember and thank God for the sacrifice of Christ, the Son of God, who laid down his life for us and in so doing called us friends.
Wow. So I hope you found that moving. I know I certainly did. I think it's just an amazing thing to be able to pause and remember sometimes. Um, so yeah, I just think that's an amazing thing. So we're going to move on now and um, play a song as part of our worship together. It's a hymn that we're going to play today called When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. It's quite an old hymn um, and some of the lyrics are a little bit sort of old English, um, but it really links to what Matt has just been talking about in terms of sacrifice and just the centrality of the cross and the importance of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Sometimes it feels like a strange thing to celebrate as Christians, this idea that, yeah, a, a cross, which is really a horrible uh, torture mechanism, um, that we celebrate that. But it's what it represents and that's what this song is all about and it's really beautifully written so just listen to the lyrics um as it comes up now and um yeah perhaps reflect on on what it means and on that sacrifice that jesus made as well today and then after that we're going to move on to conversation street so do also be thinking about what we've been talking about today and um, remember that you can post all of your comments in the box so be posting any questions or comments you've got and we'll try and pick them up afterwards okay when i survey the Hands, his feet, 
Well, welcome back uh, after that stunningly beautiful song by uh, John Frank. Well, he didn't write it, but he 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 did it. He performed it, but he didn't write it. It's a beautiful song. Uh, Isaac Watts actually wrote it a long, old time ago, and it is simply, simply stunning. One of my favourite songs ever. So just putting that out there. Listen to that again. Uh, if you do like the worship that we do here at Crowd, it is worth saying that on the YouTube channel, we have a worship playlist, which you can... Uh, download you can sing along with you can connect with some of the songs that you hear on crowd live stream you can uh, get them on youtube as well and in fact and i don't know if you know this but one of the songs that we've put up on youtube went a little bit viral recently uh, oh really yeah yeah it was the song um oh come all ye faithful believe it or not from last year john did this stunning version of oh come all ye faithful we will be playing it again in the christmas uh services that are coming up uh, yeah and it's gone a little bit viral at the moment so um if even though it's not really christmas yet it started going viral in june i just 
in June. And a lovely lady actually wrote in the comments on there. She says, you know what? I know it's not Christmas, but this is such a beautiful song and you can do Christmas songs all year round. And so I was like, okay, yeah, fair play. Fair play it to is. you. That's and also, awesome. Christmas wasn't that great last year, was it? It was like kind of blinking, you missed it. So why not celebrate it in June? Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the UK, we were allowed out for a day uh, on yeah. Christmas. So um, hopefully this year will be a little bit better. But no, it is a stunningly beautiful song. And that song yes. and the When I Survey song and all the songs that we do are available in the YouTube playlist. You are more than welcome to go and get access to them. Uh, they are on there. Please do enjoy them. Um, uh, Matt, Matt Cruz put here in the comments I heard Christmas in, uh, Christmas music in the co-op today so wrong now I appreciate this is maybe not the topic of what we're going to talk about but Christmas music in November yes or no I think yes I think uh, I think once you've got past like bonfire night and Halloween then it's acceptable but I don't like it before that Okay, that's where I draw the line it's controversial in our house you're not allowed to play Christmas music on any of the playlists until December 1st Oh no! So when 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 do you put your Christmas tree up? Then you're going to be first one of these people that are like really late. No, no, no! First weekend of December, we have our traditions. Okay, we'll yeah, go and get our tree. True. Yeah, yeah. So we go get a tree and we'll decorate the house. First weekend of December is always the same in our house. But no Christmas music before the first of December. If I can't eat chocolate in my event calendar, we cannot play Christmas carols in the house. This is the way it is. So slightly controversial, maybe. Yeah, Sharon's put here, I prefer Christmas music from December. This is now becoming a bit of a hot topic. <laughs> I was not expecting. Yeah, post your comments, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Christmas <laughs> yes music no. in December, uh, in November, yes or no? Write your, comment, uh, write your answers in the comments below. I'm really curious to see uh, what you put. I just so, feel like life is joyless, you know, like there's a <laughs> lot of joylessness in life at the moment. Bring it on. Christmas yeah. can't come early enough, can it? bring it on i like that attitude let's get it let's bring it on you know what yesterday zoe and i my daughter and i we went down into town and um uh we uh got our first christmas presents uh yesterday so what tends to happen is we'll go and we'll buy stuff that people can then give us for christmas because apparently we're notoriously difficult to buy for uh my <laughs> wife tells me and um and so i bought christmas pajamas yes i did uh so i've got some christmas pajamas coming but are you wearing uh, them yet uh, no, no, I can't. It's not Christmas. I can't. I can't open them until Christmas. <laughs> First so, of December, right? Yeah, uh, Sharon. I prefer Christmas from December. Although sometimes certain lodges seek uh, sneak Christmas music in earlier. That's true. The lodges, they do break the rules. Uh, Go lodges. <laughs> That's another conversation we could have at some point about lodges. Maybe we should get into anyway. So what does the Bible say about lodges? <laughs> That's such a good question. Should Yes or no? That's a good question. Okay. So remember, what you wrote in the comments, Anna, I, I noticed actually that you put in there that you'd, you'd not, hadn't really thought about this topic much before, but the Bible has a lot to say about remembrance. Um, what made you write that? Yeah, I mean, obviously I've thought about Remembrance Sunday every year when it comes up, but mm. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it in context of what, bible has to say about it and the importance of remembering i hadn't really mm. thought about it from that angle so that was really interesting to actually think that the bible says a lot about thinking back on our history and remembering things that have happened in the past and yeah i just it wasn't something that i'd considered before and maybe maybe that's partly because you know we don't live in war times do we like mm. at least not in our kind of in our western kind of British culture mm. um 
I know wars happen today still, but we're not like living in one, are we? Yeah. So I think because, yeah, perhaps it's just because it's not our everyday reality. It's not a subject we wrestle with quite so much. Um, but obviously it's really important to remember, but like I hadn't really thought about it from that angle. That mm. was all. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And one of the things that when you read uh, through <laughs> scriptures and you, you see some of the stuff in there, uh, there seems to be a lot of feasts. Uh, God commands that you remember and you eat. Uh, it seems that whenever God tells you to do something, there's usually food involved, which is a winner uh, where I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you're going to have a feast and you remember this and you remember that. And I'm aware that uh, not next weekend, I think it's the weekend after it's Thanksgiving in the States, isn't it? There's the last weekend yeah. of November. Where again, you have food and you're thankful for things. And I think things like that are just brilliant and they're very... They're very fascinating, you know, and, and I think God's for it. And I think it's good to remember. Um, we were talking because uh, we can talk to each other whilst other stuff is happening, just to make sure, you know, we're both on, on point. Um, and we were just having a little chat there uh, about your grandfather. Your grandfather was in the RAF during the Second World War. Is that right? He was, yeah. My mum's father, he helped build aeroplanes so he helped build some of those fighter planes during the second world war that was his job and also my um father-in-law morris he's no longer with us um but he was in the navy during the second world war and was stationed on ships for five years he was actually a medical um personnel like he wasn't he wasn't like a military but mm. obviously he he served in terms of looking after those military officers that were injured so yeah I think he saw some fairly horrific things actually um but yeah but I mean it's just it's incredible isn't it how so many mm. of us actually know people um in our own families and mm. um yeah who've all been involved in different ways it's one of the yeah. things that that I always think when I think about our little boy Ben it's like that next generation won't have a direct connection anymore you know like mm. it's another generation removed isn't it and yeah. I think that's why I think remembering is so important like yeah it's the more the generations move on the further in history it is and the less the personal connection like mm. I feel like you can talk to people our age and there's still a direct connection with family members but mm. you know that won't continue much longer like there's not I remember like even in school, like going and talking to people, old people in my primary school about what their experiences were of wartime. Mm. And like kids today won't be, you know, or in, in the future won't be able to do that and hear mm. first-hand accounts because just as the generations move on, there's less and less of those people still around, isn't there? Mm. And um, there neither, neither, of those, there neither of those family members are still around for us. Mm. So, you know, it's case mm. in point. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I, I can remember having a conversation with my grandparents um, and I, I and Sharon's grandparents as well, you know, and and uh, and, the, and these guys were around in the war and they had amazing stories. Sharon's grandfather talking about Dunkirk. I mean, just miracle stuff that was going on there. Um, my great grandfather lost his life in World War One. And I mean, obviously, I didn't know him, but you, you are connected. Like you say, we. I feel like we're the last generation that had a connection to yeah. the those um that the generations that did fight in the great wars and the thing that i've noticed i don't know if you notice this the people that wear so i've got my poppy on you've got your poppy on we put a little poppy in the, co the corner of the screen that side um the younger generations tend not to do it um and so people uh, wear 
I appreciate I'm stereotyping a little bit here, but typically if people aren't wearing poppies, they tend to be younger. Um, mm. And so I was really challenged by that uh, scripture where it says, you know, you parents and you elders, you've got to tell the generations below what happened mm. um, and just to pass that down. So I was we I heard the stories from my grandparents and I have to tell my kids those stories so they remember because it's not yeah. they are sort of removed from it in some respects, but they're not that far. And so, you know, we have to learn those lessons, don't we? So I do. I, think, I don't know. Do you think it's a bit sad that that people is it sad that people aren't wearing poppers as much in the younger generations? I don't know. I, I just feel like there there is a disconnect. And I and I feel that that's a bit sad, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it is. I You know, I, I understand like not everybody likes the idea of war. I mean, none of us like the idea of war, mm. do we? But I think that's. I think that's to oversimplify what the poppy is. It's not a celebration of war. It's a celebration of the sacrifice for our mm. freedom. And I think, yeah, that is a shame that pe- people, not everyone respects that as much today. And yeah. um, I suppose you still get it in school, don't you, in in mm. history lessons. And so there is still that passing on. But I think there's, yeah, just maybe less of a direct personal connection. Mm. Um, like my little boy last week and in primary school they were doing a poppy appeal at school so he came home with a poppy okay um, so yeah i think they still do do it but i think mm. yeah there's definitely less of a connection i would say but mm. tell us what you think of the people i don't know are we just generalizing here yeah maybe we are maybe we are i don't know what do you want to know what young people think anymore <laughs> <laughs> you speak for yourself look too old to think what other people Sharon's put here, I'm just going through some of the comments here. Uh, Matt said, buy me a pizza and a Coke for Christmas, Tar. Okay, so he's getting his Christmas wishes in early. Uh, Sharon said, I love it that we were commanded to have celebrations and feasts. Oh, go on then, God, if you insist. I like that. <laughs> Matt, Matt's like, is it, what does the Bible say about Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks then? <laughs> That's a very good question. Do you know what? Going back to the Thanksgiving thing, like, I... I, I'm it's one of the few things that really makes me jealous of the Americans you know like one <laughs> yeah. time of year that like yeah. sorry any American viewers right now but it's one time of the year where I really wish I was American like mm-hmm. I I have like my sister lives in America and so I have some American family and mm. honestly it's it's the thing that I'm really jealous of about their culture like every yeah. year I'm like I just want to do it here just I might do just do it anyway this year just, just do it. Yeah, I just think just it's such a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and I, I'm always. I lived in the states for a few years, um, mm. and so, and I always I love Thanksgiving. Such a great time, and mm. so, um, and I'd much rather do Thanksgiving than sort of get all caught up and wrapped up in um, Black Friday. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. seems to have kind of overtaken that, and I think. Uh, yeah, Matt Cox is in the car. Hey, Matt, how you doing? My older cousin was a Royal Marine in the 45 Commando unit and was killed in action in the Falklands War. And it, wow. gosh, yeah, I remember the Falklands War. I'm thinking of him oddly. I feel I wrote this um, before of her. I don't know what that means. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the Falklands War was a big deal. Uh, and I do remember that. And I'm um, sorry about that. That is your cousin, lifetime. Matt, yeah. and, and also, like, there's some other big wars in our lifetime, actually. It's a really good point. Like, the Gulf War, you know, mm. that was when I was, you know, when I was growing up, that was a really big thing. Like, and obviously, more recently, there's been Afghanistan. So, mm. yeah, there's there are some big wars where people, I have friends who've lost people in the Afghanistan war over, mm. but, you know, the last 20 years. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I, I, it's a, yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, I've had, fam- I've had family fight in uh, the Afghan war and the Iraq war. So it's, um, yes, yeah, a tricky one, isn't it? And, and one of the questions that we, that comes through all the time and, um, and today is no exception is, you know, if God is a God of peace, why doesn't he just intervene and stop war? Uh, and I think that's mm-hmm. a really fascinating question. Um, why does God not just come down and go, right, that's it, guys, there's just no more war? Because, again, it's not just England we're talking about. Literally all over the world, you know, we see war and there is some horrendous stuff going on around the world. And there are some American, uh, some amazing aid agencies who are getting involved with humanitarian aid around the world. But you kind of think, why? Why do we still live in a world where power-hungry men usually... Um, with trigger happy fingers are doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing and it's causing the, the the death of innocent people all over the world and it's horrific so why does god not intervene what do you think and have you got any thoughts on this sorry to throw you in at the deep end i thought i'd ask yeah, you before you ask me, me. An easy one, Matt. <laughs> um it's a really hard question isn't it mm. i mean it's one of the first questions i'll be asking god when i get up to heaven or wherever heaven is um i yeah, I mean, I don't think there's an easy answer to that. I think part of it is about free will. Like mm. God gives us choice. He gives us choice to follow him and do what's right mm. or not. Um, unfortunately, as you say, lots of leaders in our world in particular choose to do what's not right or what's mm. selfish or power grabbing. Um, why doesn't God intervene? I think if he inter, I mean, if you intervene, then you would, you know, if you intervene on one thing, you intervene on everything, don't you? It's mm. like, where, where do you draw the line? But if you are God, I suppose that that's mm. one philosophical way of looking at it. But equally from a like human pain and suffering perspective, I mean, yeah. Why doesn't he intervene? Mm. I don't know. I'm not God. I, I'm not sure it's something we could ever fully answer as human beings or mm. fully understand mm. because all we feel is our pain and our loss and our grief but what do you think yeah i'm with you i think it's quite a complex question to answer um and i think there are there are answers which we have historically given um you know jesus when he talked about um his death burial and resurrection actually said there are going to be wars he, he actually predicted there were going to you know this sort of acceleration mm. of wars um, and it, it comes down to, in effect, the evilness of man. I don't, I don't know if I would attribute it to God not intervening rather than, you mm. know, it's more like a steward. We talked to, and the, you know, what does God say about the environment? What does the Bible say about the environment last week? Um, Ellie did a great job talking about stewardship and how we've been, you know, given stewardship of yeah, the planet, brilliant. Uh, which was great. And if you've not heard it, do check it out. Mm. Um, and in the same way we're stewarding the planet, we're supposed to steward each other and supposed to steward people. And we, I think the, the innate selfishness of man, um, you, you mix that together with a bit of power and and, and crazy things happen. And um, yeah, I think it's a difficult question to answer, but I, I think the easy thing to do, the cop in some respects, and I, I mean this with all due respect, the cop out is to go, oh, it's God's fault because he's not done anything. The difficult thing to do is to go, actually, I'm, I can be quite selfish. I might not have killed people, but I can demonstrate selfishness. And if that's in me then it can be in other people and evil is prevalent and real in the world. And so I can't just lay this at God's feet. I have to take some responsibility here um, and search out some answers. Matt Cox has put, because we moved from 
uh, instant to awareness of self, perhaps ultimately humans are good. God perhaps doesn't get involved because he gave us free will, question mark. That's a good, that's a good observation, Matt. Um, mm -hmm. Like Anna said, like you said, I think there's an element of free will. Um, one thing I do know uh, is that God hasn't intervened yet. I think it's probably a fair, thing, yeah, a fair a statement point. to make because I, the, the, there's coming a point, most Christians believe, me included, <clears throat> Where God just goes, you know what, guys, enough's enough. I'm, that's mm. it. And uh, you know, Christ is coming back, and there's a new heaven, there's a new earth, and there's peace. There's no more tears. There's no more pain. There's no more suffering. There's apparently streets made of gold, which I'm gonna slide down in my socks. I keep telling people because you know I'm looking forward. To it. So I, I, I would almost say God hasn't intervened yet, but there's coming a day when He will. Uh, and I, for one, am looking forward um, to that day do you know what i mean I, and i think it's quite yeah. an interesting thing sharon's put here just wondering how are humans actually good are humans ultimately good that's a really good question i do we yeah. think human beings are ultimately good and I, I i would question maybe not uh left to their own devices you've seen kind of what happens i think there is goodness in people um yeah. i do think there is goodness in people but i also think every human needs a savior uh hence the reason we do church right just just yeah putting that out there um so remembrance sunday uh and doing that in church so anna for you you're remembering your grandfather um mm -hmm. your father-in-law um mm -hmm. do you use remembrance sunday as a time to remember uh anyone else like a lot maybe someone that wasn't affected by war but is it just a time to remember um lost loved ones for example it's an interesting thing, actually. I hadn't really thought about it from that angle. So I would just normally think about people that had been lost through war or that kind of sacrifice. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting point that, um, yeah, it may be that some people use it as an opportunity to just reflect on anyone who they've lost. Mm. Um, I never really thought about that angle, actually. But I'm, yeah, it'd be interesting to know if anyone else does who's mm. watching. Mm. Nicola wrote in the comments, remembering helps us to be able to do the same for others. Um, and I think that's really, that's actually quite an interesting point that actually remembering the sacrifice of others and that we're here because of, you know, really choices of other people made on our behalf we, we've mm. never met, I think is actually very humbling. Um, yeah. Very, very humbling. I was listening to... Um, and Middleton last night. Zach and I went to watch Ant Middleton, who's a TV personality here in the UK. Saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. slightly controversial TV personality yeah. here in the UK. But I, we went and listened to him, and I, I thought what was, I thought what he said was was fascinating. I thought what was interesting, um, basic sort of surface level psychology. Really enjoyed it, um, and it was just interesting some of the the principles he came up with. And I think actually a chunk of those do come from scripture. That's just again you can see that, but. One of the things he talked about uh, last night was entitlement and how people these days are walking around with entitlement. And I can't repeat to you what he said about entitlement <laughs> because this is a church service and it is a family church service. Uh, and I don't want to get flagged by Google for language, which should be deemed as inappropriate. Anyway, basically, he said, and I'm sure you can imagine what he said, uh, that you're entitled to absolutely nothing. Um, and I think that's a really interesting idea because when i remember the sacrifice of others and i i'm humbled by that 
Do you know what I mean? And there is this entitlement, like I've been born and I'm God's gift to the earth. And it's like, no, 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 hang on a minute. <laughs> there, there's, the, there's the flip side of this. Do you know what I mean? And I think it was a really interesting yeah. point he pulled out. Yeah, and I think it's, challenge, it's a challenge, isn't it? Because you think about people who've given everything for others. And then the kind of flip side of that, when you reflect on it, is, well, what are you going to do then for others? You know, mm. like those who've been given much, then should also give much that mm. that isn't always our response to like being given much but mm. it should be and particularly as those of us who are christians that's that's the idea of a faith faith isn't it that mm. actually jesus has given you everything and actually what are you gonna do with your life now that's gonna be of value and really count and make the world better mm. um and i think yeah it's it's something that I don't think, yeah, people necessarily all feel as much anymore. I don't know. Are we quite an individualist society now where we think about self a lot? I feel like, yeah, some of our sense of like, some of our sense of like kind of society as a whole seems to be breaking down. Yeah. Um, and that's quite interesting. Um, but I think it's so important that we all see ourselves as part of a bigger society mm. um, because, you know, we don't all live as islands, do we? We're all interconnected, mm. as we've seen with COVID and other things in the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree mm. more. Fascinating. Maybe we'll do a talk on what does the Bible say about individualism at some point. Uh, it doesn't yeah, like it. It's probably the answer. <laughs> it's a short answer <laughs> to that question. It's not a fan, uh, if I'm honest. Um, but I, I love what Nicola wrote. And actually, I do think about the sacrifice and service of others challenges me to go, how am I, like you said, how am I serving? How am I uh, making the world a better place? And I, and I like the story of Mary Magdalene um, mm. because Mary was, she just washed Jesus's feet with her hair and perfume. And somehow that has been remembered throughout all of time. So, you know, it can be the simplest things, can't it? Um, uh, what we got here, Aluned Kettle. Have I pronounced that right? Yeah. You related? That's my mother-in-law. Ah, hello, mother-in-law. We've just been talking about her late husband, so... Uh, she, well, she's written in here, I think it's important that Remembrance Day is dedicated to remembering the many, mostly young men and women who have given the ultimate sacrifice in the various wars that have ensured our freedom. In, in fact, let me put this on screen. I'm reading this out here. Uh, there we go. You can all see it now. Uh, in view of what you were saying earlier, it would be a shame for it to be clouded uh, by other personal loss. Maybe we should make more of All Saints Day. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's uh, very, interesting. yeah, yeah good comment there. Uh, you. You're going to have an interesting conversation with your mother-in-law uh, about that, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to pick it up later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. And I appreciate the comment. Um, uh, Sharon, I'm very humbled by people I hear about in the news who bravely tried to stop terrorist attacks uh, and so on by putting themselves in danger. Yep. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, fascinating. Yeah, enjoying the conversation in the comments. Sorry I'm not keeping up with everything that's going on. Uh, it's, it's quite tricky to read that and to have a conversation on screen. Yeah. Uh, but somehow, somehow we manage it. Uh, I don't quite know. Um, but no, it's fascinating. And I think I think your mum's, uh, mum's she's put here, we always do. Uh, with a smiley face, which is great. So um, I thought it was a very interesting comment that actually uh, today is Remembrance Sunday and it is to remember those who have fallen, who have given their lives uh, as a sacrifice. Um, and, you know, lots of young men and women 
who were sent terrified to the front lines and have mm-hmm. been uh, not just in years gone by, but are still presently being sent over. Our thoughts, our prayers and our thanks and our gratitude are with you. And if you know someone who's in the military, why not just send them a text or just say thanks? Uh, one of the things that I always do, actually, whenever I meet someone from the military is just first thing. Same with the NHS. First thing to say thanks for your service. Really appreciate your service. Yeah. It's just a, it's just it's a beautiful thing to do. Um, so, yes. Oh, apparently uh, many thanks to Merseyside Police for attending the exploding car at the women's hospital today. Don't know yeah, I heard about. about that earlier today, only because I work in uh, comms in the NHS. It came up on my phone. Oh, but, wow. yeah, sounds quite horrific. Uh, I, I genuinely don't know anything about that. Um, I've not seen the news. So, wow. Hope, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Hope, thoughts and prayers with everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, that's only down there. That's when my kids were born. So um, that's a little bit scary. Yeah. Well, um, and on on that note, uh, that's the end of this week's live stream. Thank you so much for joining us. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the conversation. I feel like we're just tipping, starting, to, starting to get in the conversation. Um, next week, as uh, we said earlier on, we are carrying on the conversation. The Right Reverend John Harding is with us uh, next week, uh, talking about what does the Bible say about marriage and relationships, which I am very much looking forward to getting into. Um, so John's going to be with us next week. After that, we've got James and Hannah Sloan doing a double act on what does the Bible say about money and wealth, which you know is going to be good. And then it's December and the Christmas musical start. So just to let you know what's coming up. Um, but uh, again, I think what we're going to do is we're going to close out the live stream now with uh, another song. When that song finishes, the live stream will end automatically. Uh, so that's in effect it from myself and Anna. Thank you so much for joining us. And as we said, today is a day of remembering. And we remember those who have, uh, like I said, paid the ultimate sacrifice. And if you are a member of our armed services Thank you so much uh, for your service. So, uh, Anna, anything else from you? No, just thank you for being here today. And if you've got anything else to say on the subject, we'll obviously hang around afterwards. So keep the comments coming and, um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Indeed we shall. Bless you. Have a great week and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye for now. We have come to Mount Zion, city of the living God,
Come to death.